Hello, Sobertown, and welcome to the Sobertown podcast. My name is Polly, and I am climbing in to ride into the wonderful world of sobriety with my good friend and sober buddy, Drifter. Good morning, Drifter. Good morning, Sobertown. Good morning, Polly. <laughs> good morning. You got your coffee, I got my tea. This podcast today is going to be a little different to any that's uh, been done before. This one is not going to be too long. The aim of this well, podcast we're is hope, to give, We're hoping not anyway. No, right? we're not wandering down any rabbit holes. The aim of this podcast is to give you a tool to keep in your pocket for when and if the person that Drifter calls the addict voice, the trickster, comes calling. So this podcast you can access from the SoberTownPodcast.com website, together with all the other tools that have been put onto that website, the blogs. With regard to the blogs, um, if anybody sees anything that they feel that they would like expanded on, please send us an email, leave us a comment. We welcome all and every bit of feedback. We are not professionals at this. This is all us recovery people doing it to help other people in recovery. And the idea is to put as much information for people to go have one-stop shop. So with regard to that, would you like to talk to us a little bit about the website? Well, let's talk about Todd and his blogs specifically because Todd um, has been putting these blogs up and he'd mentioned to me that, he wants feedback. If anybody has anything to add to it, like he just put up the, the blog about one day at a time. If anybody has anything to add or corrections or whatever, there's no ego, no drama. Put a comment in there and he'll he'll change something or add something or, or whatever. He doesn't care. He's just putting out these uh, blogs to help others. There is, like you say, there's no ego but this isn't a, a for-profit website. This is totally ordinary, everyday recovery people putting information out to help other ordinary, everyday recovery people. And today we just want to talk about something that, that helped me in my recovery, and that's the attic voice, the trickster. This is one thing you feel extremely passionate about um, for people coming into IAS, which is the app that, we found that both got us sober and people coming into IAS on day zero within the first few days need a valuable tool to help them manage what is a, a really tough time. And for you, it's the using the tool act and the addict voice, shutting it down. You know, the um, recovery from where it was, not even a hundred years ago is taking us out of the asylums. Right. Yeah. Then AA become is, has become the most known method of recovery. The 12 steps anyway, has become the most known method of recovery. Then in the late eighties, Jack Trimpley, they went to our advert advert recovery, which is addictive voice uh, recognition therapy. And then that kind of split off into smart recovery. And there's just been different things that have branched off, but there's been a lot of 
education around how the brain works. They know a lot more today with all the science and everything, how the brain works, how the brain fires and just the little things that are going on, the billions of cells that are in the brain. And then going, and I didn't even know when I came into IAS, the only thing that I've ever known my whole life, which has basically been in and out of recovery for 43 years was the 12 steps. I had no idea about advert or smart recovery or Annie Grace. And then when I got to, when I crawled into IAS, I started reading other posts and meeting other people. And then I started seeing what was working for some people. And it was like a light bulb went off when I started hearing about Annie Grace and Craig Beck. And I had a couple relapses when I first got into the IAS community. I am sober up. Dan, um, June 2nd, I just woke up after drunk texting into the IAS app. And I just, I was done. I was going to find a way out of this and I didn't give a shit what it took. And uh, I went to Audible and they give you two books for free for a 30 day free trial. And that still goes on today. Anybody that uh, wants two free books, go get a 30 day free trial. Yeah. That's a useful thing to know. That is a really, we, maybe we need to put that up there. Yeah. I mean, that's how they do their business. It's you're, nobody's cheating anybody. They're giving you two books. My two books I got was Annie Grace, this naked mind, Craig Beck, alcohol lied to me. The first time that I listened to Annie Grace and then she started talking about the conscience and the subconscious, all of a sudden something in my head started clicking that book. Once I heard it, I just I was so driven. I, I listened to that book five or six times now, but really that I listened to four or five times first that first few weeks while I drove at night. I just yeah that information into my head. Can we just say your job is a truck driver and you drive at night and you were not only working, you were educating yourself at the same time. Yes. For me, Annie Grace, the subconscious and the conscious uh, conscious is, is a huge thing. And how does our brain works? And Todd just put up a fantastic blog the other day about if it fires together, it wires together. And he's got different resources where he put all this together. And Donald Hebb from 1949 put out some information and Todd's using some of that too. Let me read a little bit about what Todd is maybe a paragraph or two. Okay. What Todd has put up on. So if you go to the sobertownpodcast.com and you go under blogs and you scroll down, I think it's the second one up. It's um, if your brain fires, if it fires together, it wires together. So your brain is made up of somewhere be somewhere around 100 billion nerve cells. Don't even bother trying to truly fathom this number. It is beyond reasonable comprehension. But so it is. These tens of billions of cells are you, your thoughts memories, your personality, and they fire in groups like twinkling stars in the, in the sky, lighting up in beautiful waves, like random explosions in the dark night sky, or like a universe of connections within your skull. Each of these neurons can potentially connect with tens of thousands of other neurons to form new pathways. Our brain is plastic, meaning it can 
alter pathways, form new connections, break old connections, and remap itself depending on the demands we place on it. Plasticity means our brains can form distinct pathways based on our environment and our thoughts and actions. That's huge right there when you think about it, that our brains are plastic. We have all these neurons firing billions of cells. This is going on in our brain, and there's different things happen as uh, we train our brains and new pathways are, are created. Let's talk about the conscience and the subconscious a little bit. Okay. So the conscience, this is the definition of aware of and responding to one's surroundings awake. You're aware you're awake. That's your conscience. Look, your conscience doesn't really do much Polly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's aware of the world, the surroundings you're awake. Um, your conscience really doesn't control much. You're just aware of your thoughts. That's all it really does is just being aware. Let's talk about the subconscious. Oh, my gosh. Here's an analogy. If you can imagine a computer, your conscious, conscious self is your desktop. Your subconscious is all the hard drive and the insides that go on behind the scenes. Well, let's get into the subconscious because this is mm-hmm. just the sub, subconscious is insane. The subconscious, the definition of that, the part of the mind which is not fully aware, but which influences one's actions and feelings. Examples of that is memories, beliefs, fears, subjective maps of reality, which means the subconscious doesn't even really base things off reality. Um, The thing with your unconscious mind is it's very powerful and can, without your awareness, direct the course of what you do in your life. I mean, that's huge. We have this part and that's, we have this part back in our mind. It's really, really powerful and Polly, our conscious mind that I'm using right now because I'm aware of you and we're talking and we these we've developed these pathways right now that we're using as we talk. We've developed uh, the pathway of language, of expression, old path, old brain, new brain. So with uh, as we're going, Polly, um, we got this big, powerful mind in the back and it's controlling everything, our blood pressure, our breathing. It's, it's powerful. This is where that attic voice lives. Okay. What is the attic voice? Well, when we started drinking this, this pathway of alcohol and alcohol is a poison and it's very, it's highly addictive and it's a poison. And as we drank, we, we slowly created this pathway, right? This ended up building a loop in our mind. After time, this, this loop, it started to consume us. It started to consume our lives. We started to plan our lives around this, uh, this loop. And it doesn't matter if you were raised around alcohol or if you're later on in your life. And l- let's look at you right now, Polly. Yeah, I was in my late 40s when I came into heavy drinking. I mean, prior to that, 
a glass of wine at Christmas, a drink at a wedding, a birthday, nothing major. There was never any craving for alcohol on a daily basis until I was in my late 40s and I started steadily drinking uh, to the point where I planned my life around my alcohol, what time of day I could start drinking. Did I have enough alcohol to get me through the time? Survival, which is... Well, is what, you, is, is, is what happened was um, you have all these billions of neurons and cells. Everything's firing. You created the superhighway in your mind. Eventually, it became the main highway. And then family, friends, jobs, all of that stuff becomes unimportant because you've got to feed that one major, major mm-hmm. pathway. Yeah. And it's what happens that pathway starts, we start compromising everything in our lives to, to maintain this pathway, this loop, this, and this addict voice, um, because of alcohol is highly addictive. And, and this is everything that I've put together from everything. This is just drifters weird way of looking at all this stuff and trying to bring it together. We've compromised all of a sudden we're compromising in our lives, Polly. Um, our families, our job, we put our freedom at risk, drinking and driving. And not only that, addiction, if it's the other drugs, it takes you to places that, that just you would never go in your normal, sane life. We give up ourselves, our beings. We give up our, our integrity, you know? Yes, there's a big battle going on at this point in our lives, Polly. You've got your battle. Here you are. You're aware. You're aware of this shit that's going on. You're waking up and you're miserable. You're waking up in shame. You're waking up. For me, I wanted to die. Rem- shame, remorse, guilt. Because of the things that I was doing every day. After, <clears throat> because of the cycle. Did you have a cycle, Polly, every day? I did. And I would, I know you say you don't look in the mirror, but I would look in the mirror. I would actually check to see if my eyes were going yellow. Um, Because I would worry about liver disease. Uh, But I would still carry on drinking, even though I was worried about liver disease. is, Is what I'm talking about. You would wake up. You'd be feeling all this remorse. Oh, guilt. hating myself. Did you did you tell yourself that you was never going to drink again today? Every you day. So this is the cycle I'm talking about. We wake up and we're looking at what we did the night before, even if we can remember the drunk, uh, drunk texting, the whole <laughs> bullshit line of shit that we do. I mean, how many of us sometimes don't even remember how we got into bed? Well, that's what I'm talking about. What, I was a blackout drinker. I, I blacked out every. Yes. I was blacked out by 11 a.m. Usually in the mornings. And you wake up the next morning and you hate yourself. Well, you, you don't even wake up because you've not really slept. It's not sleep. And you look in the mirror and you think, I am not doing this again today. And then a little later in the day, the little ding, 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 ding starts in the back of your mind. And it's almost like survival. Well, you've built you've built this super highway in your mind and you're, you're in this loop and you wake up, you're not going to do this again. You're done with it. You, I, I would call up my wife and, you know, because once I got to work 
and I would think about everything I did that, that whole night, I would like psych myself out. Okay. Today is going to be the day. This is a new day. I, man, I would put on uh Bible tapes, I, all kinds of different, because yeah. I didn't know about, you know, any of this Annie Grace and Craig Beck. I was using these other methods, trying to psych myself out every day. So when I got off work, I could simply make it from work home without stopping. And even sometimes if I did make it home within one or two hours, I was so uncomfortable sitting there with me. I was, I I would drive myself back to the, uh, to liquor store to get my 25 ounce bud platinums that I couldn't live without. That's, um, and I was the same. I would, um, I would get up and I would say, that's it today. Today's the day. I'm not doing it today. And I would make herbal teas. I would make sure I had stuff that I could uh, distract myself with. And then slowly as the day went on, it was like the willpower was just going down and down and down. It was on a decline. And I'd have told my husband, I'm not drinking today. And he'd say, okay. And then later in the day, like you, I got so uncomfortable with myself. And I would turn around to him and say, I'm just going to go and get some alcohol. And his eyes would roll into the back of his head as if to say, okay, here we go again. Same merry-go-round as we've been on on a daily basis. That right there consumes you, Polly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's consuming people at day zero right now today. Yeah. They're being consumed because they don't have a way out of it. We're going to be talking about that too. So anyway, here we are. We have this battle. We have the, the, subconscious mind that's very very powerful it's not all powerful polly but it's very 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 powerful it can it controls all of our beliefs all things that we don't even really notice it notices throughout the days and okay it's building all these it's this big information place and it's powerful and here we are with our conscious mind. That's really look. I can talk to you. I can maybe drink a cup of coffee or I take a sip of coffee intermediately. I got to probably usually probably stop to take a couple of notes. Cause I'm not that good of a multitasker. <laughs> and even you as women, you, yeah. you may do a couple more things than me, but you can, uh, we're clever. <laughs> you are clever. Got to watch you gals, but even, multitasking even even if you could do a hundred things at one time polly which i'm not sure you can no i'm not that good Super how many woman, I'm how not. many things do you think you could do at one time probably about three or four <laughs> three or four things at one time well <clears throat> our subconscious is doing who knows is it billions of things at one time you got all this inspiring it's controlling your body temperature it's controlling your heart rate it's building cells, crumbs. Man, it's doing so many. It's building hair molecules. It's doing so many different things, right? <laughs> Are you saying that some people need more hair molecules? Well, I'm looking. <laughs> you said about the hair molecules, and I'm looking, and you keep yours shaved close to your head. That's because my stupid brain grows my hair so freaking fast. <laughs> it, it does all these things without us even taking any notice of it. It's, it's subtle. It's, yeah. Well, let's go back. Let's go back to the subconscious. Okay. And what yes. it says, the subconscious, 
are memories, beliefs, fears, sub- subjective maps of reality. So it doesn't, your subconscious doesn't even know the difference between uh, reality, what is reality and what isn't reality. The thing with your subconscious mind is very powerful and can, without your awareness, direct the course of your life. Okay. So here we are with this one, this one little pathway out of all the pathways in our life is that one pathway that wants a drink to me. That's what I call the attic voice. Okay. It wants a drink Polly and it has all this control of your mind. It knows, it knows your beliefs. It knows your fears. It, it can trigger your anxieties. It can trigger your feelings. It can make you angry. It can make you happy. It knows all these little different things. And I picture it like this. Like you just gave a gremlin some friggin' food, right? And <laughs> yeah. you know what happens? What happens when you give gremlin food? Yeah. Oh my God. It multiplies and it goes ecstatic and it's jumping around all over the place. They become evil little gremlins, yeah. right? They jump, yeah. It, they, is they, it water mischief or makers? Water. What? Is it water or you feed them? Water. water. Yeah, water. Mm. When we water our brains with alcohol, right? Yes. Uh, it turns into a little friggin' gremlin. It explodes so, into uh, neural pathways. Here we are. We have this, we've built this pathway and we water it with alcohol and it turns into this little gremlin that, that knows everything in our mind. And when you don't give it what it wants, it's going to run around pulling levers, pushing buttons, throwing a fit, opening up every file that you have in your mind, every memory, using it against you to go get you to drink. Okay. That reminds me of when you see the little kid in the supermarket who wants it and is down on the floor and stamping his feet and crying and screaming. I want it. I want it. I want it. Well, that's mommy gives in. Yeah. Annie Grace talks about that, about the kids in the back seat that uh, want an ice cream and they, they won't stop. And that's what our attic voice does. It's this loop in our mind that's been created and our mind is powerful. It's not going to stop reminding you and it's going to try to make you feel very uncomfortable. And then it will even get you when you're feeling comfortable. It doesn't matter if you're, you're happy, sad or whatever. The only thing that voice wants is a drink. It doesn't care about what that drink is going to do to you, the repercussions. It doesn't care that it's going to, at the end of the night, it's going to leave you puking in the frigging gutter or that you may make bad decisions and uh, end up pulling out a gun and ending up in a confrontation, confrontation that puts you in prison the rest of your life. Um, it just doesn't care. This, this loop will leave you destroyed. It will destroy you. It will destroy your family. It will destroy everything that you've ever built in your life. It's insidious. And all it wants is a drink, Polly. That's all it wants. I mean, you, 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 you read it all the time and you're happy. Have a drink. You're depressed. Have a drink. You've had a stressful day. Have a drink. The cure all. So here's that's a good point, Polly, because not only are we fighting our this loop that we've built in our minds, we, we, we've got these puppet masters selling this poison. They've got the, me, the best minds in the world 
Polly, and they've they've got a lot of time behind them. Um, I guess we could come back and talk about that. Uh, I need a, I need to refresh my coffee. So I need another come? cup of tea. I think that's yes, that will be a good stopping spot because then we can move into actually talking about ACT and the addict voice. So we'll come back and we'll just, well, let's just drop off right here. And we'll, we'll just talk about, look, these people that are selling us poison, Polly, yes. they just don't care. They don't care about your families. They, all they care about is bankrolling whatever they're doing. It's about the money. And they're going to, they got the best minds in the world selling you this shit and not only have they convinced you they've convinced your family they've convinced your friends and everybody else that if you don't drink polly you're the one with the problem and then if you're not drinking they're like oh you can't drink oh oh i'm so oh. sorry we we mentioned about how later on in life where you built this pathway and, and then, yes. uh, then a lot of people are, are raised around the alcohol. They see it all the time and they build these pathways at a younger age. And it, it just doesn't matter when you focus your attention on something in your mind, it's going to build a pathway and it could be good or bad, you know, and is what this, you know, because we put, uh, we've compromised everything in our lives, our jobs, families, freedom, our integrity, our whole being. We've compromised everything. Here we are with this huge battle between our 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 conscience that can't stand who we are and our subconscious that doesn't give a shit. All it wants is a drink. It just doesn't give a shit if we're laying in the gutter. It just wants to be medicated. This battle drove me. Well, the last three years of my drinking, I was I was literally dead inside, Polly. My soul, this this drinking and this cycle that I was in, it destroyed my soul. And I knew it. I knew I was a dead man walking. I was alive outside. I was functioning. I was dead inside. I didn't have a lot of feelings about anything other than getting my drink. It, it just, that was the most important thing. My whole life revolved around drinking. I was stuck at my computer desk watching, uh, going through endless stupid YouTube videos, slamming my beers, drunk texting, being an asshole to people. And this waking up in the morning, being filling all the regret and shit. And this cycle drove me to find something and it took three years of waking up uh like this every day and searching for something to find something and i'm sure you went to the same thing it got you to and you've spoken to it about it before it got you to a point of suicide absolutely and it got me to a point where i thought if this is how my life is going to be I really do not want to be here anymore. This is, and I knew alcohol was a problem, but I didn't realize, I suppose, until the very end that it was alcohol that had sucked all the life from me and took all the color out of my life and took me to a point where I thought, if this is how my life is going to be, please let me go somewhere else. I don't want to be here. Hey, while I'm talking real quick, do me a favor. Look up Dementor. Go on to IAS. Look up 
Look up Dement, look up T, find Dementor, because the Dementor is um, or even Google Dement. What does Google say about uh, Dementor? What's the definition that it, it was created to suck your soul out, right? Correct. Because T T's given me permission to put her Dementor and the fuck it button uh, post that she did. That's going to go onto our, our wall of fame. So is there any definition you see right there of Dementor? What does Dement, the definition, uh, that sort of information and translation. We're doing this what, 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 so bear what, with us a second. While you look at that, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this this battle between the conscious and the subconscious mind drove me to a place where I was searching out my recovery. Did you find it? Here's one I, this one I think is truly, it hits the nail on the head. Your Dementor is patient with your intelligence. The Dementor looks for emotional weakness. Your Dementor must know when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're upset. Well, Dementors with, what's that Harry Potter series shit? Yes, I don't, the Harry Potter. They, Dementors were created to to suck in your souls, if I'm not. Look up Harry Potter. They suck more than air. <laughs> they suck your soul up. Yes, they suck more than air. And, they suck and, your life. And so we're going to put this post up that, that um, T-Lover did on on the Dementor that just, it, man, it just nails the attic voice because it doesn't care. It will destroy your soul. It, it will destroy every part of you to get that drink. So, Three years of waking up like this, wanting to die, literally considering suicide. And if it wasn't for knowing that my wife, I'm not just going to abandon my wife like that, Polly, because I love her and she's got some medical conditions. And I've, I've seen a lot of uh, women that are alone in their medical conditions and they're in a living hell. And I'm not going to leave my life like wife like that, period. And that's the only thing that saved my my life was the love for my wife. So I searched this out for three years. I woke up like this cycle, honey, I'm not going to do this and make it home and wake up. So I bomb, 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 three years back and forth, day in, day out. And it drove me one day back in the late April, a year ago, basically. She told me, hey, I saw this pill because this is destroying her too, Polly. She was anxious and she didn't know what I was going to do from one minute to the next because I go on rampages really bad. Mm -hmm. And she would have to call people and whole drifters on a frigging rampage. Watch out. He's, uh, don't answer your phone. Don't, you know, don't answer your door even. It drove. So she was going through hell and she was looking for ways and I was looking for ways to get off this alcohol. I didn't have a frigging clue. And I really thought, Polly, I was going to die in my mess. I was going to die a drunk. I, I really, you. Huh? it just, I thought I didn't want to live, but no, I mean, I would be walking the lake and I would be, there was no life in me. There was no joy. There was no happiness. And my kids are all grown up. My grandchildren are beautiful. Everybody's in a wonderful place. I've got normal kids, but I wasn't. I always thought I was a normal person until so later you, in my you life. You had this battle going on too. You yes. had the battle between the conscience and the subconscious mind. Your conscious hated where you were at. You were miserable. You wanted to die. You walked this path by where you live. And, mm -hmm. and you're thinking, is this all I have? 
Yes, because there was just, well, there was no life. It was just going through the motions oh, but, of life. But, but the alcohol, the wine promised you uh, a new life every day. Yeah. And sometimes you would feel absolutely awful through the day. And you just couldn't wait to open the bottle because you knew the moment you took the first sip, you'd start to feel better. You would be feeling half dead through the day because you didn't sleep. I didn't really get headache, hangovers or anything like that. I would get very tired because you're not getting sleep and you would be dragging, excuse my French, you would be dragging ass through the day till you took that first drink. And then all of a sudden you sort of come to life. Well, alcohol brings us into this pit, this dark hole. It brings us into this pit and then it shows us just a little bit of light. Oh man, just have a drink of me. Look, here's the light. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. Have a drink and you're going to get to that light. So is what happened, Polly, with me, you, yes, and, and so many other people that we know, this cycle, this battle between in their mind. And that's what I call this. I call this the arena because in our mind is where the battle happens. And we search something out. And my wife found she saw online or on TV or whatever, they were advertising about a pill. And it was like $150 a month for these pills that would cure me of quitting drinking. And I, I'm, I'm desperate, Polly. I'll do, I'll find she was by the sound of it as well. She was. <laughs> and everybody that knows me, you know, a lot of these people, they have friends that um, want them to keep drinking. Not around me. Everybody mm -hmm. is grateful that I don't drink. I don't. So I'm, that's one thing I don't have to deal with. But so here I am online and, and this battle has driven me to find something different. And I'm looking up reviews about this pill and I see one star review and it, and it said I was better off in I am sober app than taking this pill. And I'm like, what the hell is I am sober app? And you get, look, Polly, I'm 57 years old. I'm anti social media or have been anti <laughs> Facebook and all that stuff. Keep me out of it. Don't even put my picture on it. I've been anti, and this has been a big hurdle for me to even where we're at with these podcasts and building this website, me coming out about my past, but this is a huge thing. But anyway, an app, are you freaking kidding me? I get on my phone and I go to the app store. Boom. There it is. I am sober. Okay. So I download it and then I go in there um, I see all these people that are just like me. I'm on day zero mm -hmm. and I see all these people just like me. They can't stop. They're desperate. They want help. And that's where stuff started to turn around for me. And that's where um, I started. You know, at first I, I, I ended up resetting a couple of times, but June 2nd after the night before drunk texting into the I am sober app. I woke up the next morning, embarrassed, full of guilt and shame again. And I'm like, you know what? I finally have a tool to help me get off alcohol. I'm not going to blow it this time. I dove in. There used to be this lady and she was plastering everywhere about Annie Grace, this naked mind. Everywhere, everywhere I looked with Annie Grace, this naked mind, Annie Grace. Every So I got on audible that's when i saw you get the two books for free 
um, for a 30 day subscription. I downloaded Annie Grace. I downloaded Craig Beck and I started binging on Annie Grace. I just played it over and over and over. And that's where I learned about this battle. And it was like a light bulb. Boom. Wow. See, to me, I never got the 12 step concept because I just would not take it in my mind. I could not understand me having a disease from something I'm choosing to drink. It just didn't make sense, which is fine. And there's a lot of people like me. There's people that get it. I just couldn't get it. My mom's got almost 30 years um, with the 12 steps. My okay. One of my best friends has 17 years. He has 11 DUIs. Uh, <laughs> 11 DUIs. So anyway, I dug my feet in. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And I started doing something about it. So this is how I look at it. When I got into IAS, I entered the arena. Okay. Okay. And I, and I talk about this in, in post, the arena is our mind because this is where the battle is happening. And we have to start building tools so that we can fight against this insidious loop that is driving us it's driving us into where we've lost our souls we've lost our integrity we've lost everything we need to find a way to battle this thing you get to day zero and and sometimes you hear this advice of we'll just sit in it yes or sit with it now i i agree that if you if you've been if you've learned skills and meditation and you've educated yourself how to sit with something. That's fine. That's fine. But for somebody to come in, that's just coming in, they have zero tools. They're looking for some help. They're looking for a way out. Just sitting in it, sitting with it really isn't an option. And you might as well just go hand them a friggin' drink because is what's going to happen is that loop is going to devour them right there where they're sitting because they're not fighting back. You have to fight back. You have to get proactive. Sitting with it is not proactive. You, you're not a person to sit with it. You definitely are not. Well, I, not I sat with it for nine years. It. In the last three years, I sat with it because all I did was get it at my desk and I sat with it and I consumed. It consumed me and I consumed it. But you didn't sit with your feelings because that's not your nature. You are a very proactive person. So you need, after discovering that there was something other than AA, that there was something else out there. You became proactive in your recovery. And that's what everybody needs to do when, look, we can't really fix, because there's a lot of us that are broken. We have past, there's, we've been through a lot, of, a lot of shit. Because once you get off the alcohol, you're going to find out that was just the, the start of it. Right. Yes. But you can't even get into the other part of what's going to be going on in your life until you get off the alcohol, because then once you get off the alcohol, because you suppressed, suppressed all these emotions for so long, all of a sudden you're on this endless friggin' roller coaster ride, happy, sad, crying, laughing, and you don't know what the hell's going on. But that's the beauty of IAS coming into a community where you're able to like post what's going on within you. You get it out there. Other people are able to respond. It's, it's a really good tool. So I, I think the first thing that you do, you, 
you find somewhere and there's different places. There's like Annie Grace has a community called this naked mind, which is fabulous with fantastic people that are doing the same thing that the people are doing in IAS. And I'm sure there's other communities out there that I don't know of, but the first thing that you do get involved with the community. Once you get into a community and get, get active, start meeting people, communicating with people, post how you're feeling. Um, There are some people that are in the background that are just amazing people that have thrived in the background but however you do it, just get involved one way, if, even if it's just reading. I got in there and I learned Annie Grace puts out this thing called ACT. Once I got involved with the community, I started learning and I dove into Annie Grace. And, and she has a way to confront the addict voice because this addict voice is so powerful. You can't just sit with what's going on, Polly. You can't, you have to do something about it. You have to pick up your shield. You're in the arena. You pick up your shield, you pick up your sword and you fight back. So you've got a little thing that talks about, do you have that with you? Yes, I do have that. Awareness, clarity and turnaround. Yeah. Your voice is lovely. Why don't you read that? (laughs) Act. Um, This comes from Annie, directly from Annie Grace. And it states that act is a three-step process that's been developed to enable you to unwind some of your long held beliefs around alcohol. This means that when you do make a change, you'll find it so much easier because your beliefs and specifically your subconscious beliefs around drinking will have shifted. You're going to become aware of your belief by naming and putting language to it. Next, you'll clarify the belief where it came from how it feels inside you. Finally, you will turn around the belief coming up with a few reasons why the opposite of your long-held belief may be as true or truer than the original belief. To put this in action, you'll have to go with the common belief of alcohol makes me happy. So you become aware of the thought, oh, alcohol makes me happy. Then you have to clarify why alcohol makes you happy. Why do you believe alcohol makes you happy? And then you have to turn around. No, alcohol does not make me happy. It doesn't make me a better person. It doesn't make me a friendlier person. It doesn't make my friends much nicer. My friends love me no matter what. I don't have to have alcohol. So it's awareness, clarity of thought, and then turn around the thought. Become aware of the thought. Clarify the thought. Then turn the thought the the better. Turn the thought around. Um, we're not going to sit in it. We're going to get active. We get these thoughts. We're going to start turning. Become aware of the thought. We're going to clar- clarify the thought, and we're going to clarify what we're feeling too. How does this thought making me feel? It's making me anxious. You know, I'm getting short with my wife. Think about what's going on. My heart rate's up. Or even if you're happy, Polly, because it'll get you when you're happy, too. And you just you have to be aware where it doesn't matter what's going on during the day. And at first, you're really going to have to pay attention to what's this this process. And it's going to take a lot of work. So you're learning how to play guitar. You got both your hands. Uh, one hand has got to do something. The other hand's got to do something in the beginning. 
as you're building this pathway, it's really, really clunky and it's hard to do. And you're thinking about it. And slowly you learn how to play the guitar. One day you may sound like Santana. Who knows? But my dreams. <laughs> yeah. A lot of musicians dreams. Huh? <laughs> but here's the thing. You're building a new pathway. So as you're building, and this is where this comes in, is, is so big with using act because you're not playing a, a guitar, but that old pathway is so strong that devours you every day where you can't make it home from work. That old pathway is so strong. So every time that this voice, this pathway reminds you, and no matter how it is with the anxiety or whatever, you got to stop you become aware, you think it through, and then you turn these thoughts around. Yes. And that gives, that's, that's where the power is at. Because when you turn these thoughts around, you're not sitting in it, Polly. And not, it, it gives you a way out. So as you're thinking this thought through about what's going on, by the time you're done with the end of that thought, Polly, that, that voice that was consuming you a few minutes ago, is, is grown faint. It's not as powerful because you're not just sitting in it, letting it consume you. Go ahead. The awareness and the clarity are almost simultaneous. You become aware of the thought and you clarify it. It, it It's almost like click of the finger. Well, it's less than a millisecond because <clears throat> if you become aware of it, you start thinking about it. So you clarify it. So those first two things can become so automatic. Well, that's what happens Look, the guitar, when you're playing the guitar at first, it's really clunky. It's, it's really difficult and you're, you have to think about it. So is what I found out by using act it, when I first started, started it, it was a, a lot of effort and I don't know how many times a day I, I would just have to stop. Okay. What am I doing? And think about it. And it took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort, but I kept doing it over and over. Look, some days it was really bad, Polly, and it was who knows how many times thought after thought after thought, because that voice will hammer you and hammer you and hammer you. So every time it reminds you how good it was, remind it how bad it was, because you have facts on your side that subconscious doesn't know the difference between a reality or a reality. But our conscience does. You have facts on your side and you're building a new loop a new pathway that as you practice, this new pathway is going to become stronger. And that old pathway is going to start diminishing and it's going to start losing its power. And it's not going to be as loud and it, and it won't, it won't even be able to consume you anymore. IAS was your pathway into developing your new loop within your mind, your new super highway, your sober super highway. I had a moment, um, when I was walking around the lake, which was probably my turnaround moment or my moment of clarity, and all three of those in one go without even realizing it. Yeah, was, you did yours without realizing. I didn't even realize I'd done it because I didn't even know a lot of this then. But I, I think you knew you did yours by being connected in IAS. <clears throat> and I just. I knew I didn't want this anymore. It was, it was destroying me. I did not want it anymore. And I'm old enough to know that you can teach people how 
to do things, even in their senior years. And one thing that um, I thought about the other day was people who've had a stroke are reworking their brain to teach themselves how to eat, how to walk. Some of them, but some of that, some of that's so destroyed that they will never, they will never, those pathways, they're, they're severed and they, they can't get it back. We don't want to get to that point. No, we don't because alcohol does kill the brain cells, but also it just, it proves that you can retrain yourself. You can turn thoughts around into a positive. Um, And I had mine walking around the lake in that I suddenly realized I don't want it. I really don't. Uh, I became aware of what I was doing. And like I say, it was a clarity of thought in that that's it. I'm done. I'm finished with it. That's it. I am totally finished with alcohol. Well, you did. But then you went into IES. You got connected. And unknownst to you, you were building a new pathway. Yes. Okay. But you did it. I did mine more where I became aware of it and I focused on it. And so that I've really paid attention to this process because I wanted to share it. And if you remember, this is, I used to just leave these posts up and and not post anything up. It was just about the attic voice and and act. Yes. The attic voice, what, what it is and what it's doing to you and then act how to get out of it because you, you can't sit in this shit. You have to act. You're in the arena, Polly. You're You're in the arena. Yeah. You're in a battle, life and death battle. And you have some, an enemy coming at you, trying to kill you. You can't just sit there. It's going to cut your friggin' head off. You have to do something about it. And that's what I, that's what I did. That's what so many other people have done too. There's another thing I want to read here about what from Todd's, if it fires together, it wires together. And I hope this is the right one. (laughs) Aside from the damage caused by alcohol, we also develop circuits, loops, and networks reinforcing the basic habit of consumption. We need to create positive circuits and consolidate them. We need circuits that serve us and that reinforce that force out the circuits, which harm us in favor of new ones. When we train a thought process with the intent and vigor and repetition, which we're going to use with act, yes. we consolidate that loop until like the guitar chord, it is simply natural, normal, When we allow the addiction loop to remain, we simply strengthen the negative circuitry. We strengthen the loop of addiction. And so regardless of our logic or ambition to act reasonably or think a certain way, our hardwired circuitry is telling us otherwise. And the pathway towards the positive action is uninformed and faulty. Look, when we start building this new loop, and we focus on it, Polly, it's, it's going to become our new highway. Okay. And that old highway is slowly going to diminish. That old voice is slowly going to, um, it's not going to be so loud, but here's the thing, Polly, that pathway has been built. Our subconscious is locked. We can't go back there and unlock it. There's, we just can't, we don't have a key 
to go into our subconscious and our, our conscious mind isn't as powerful, but at least we have a way through this by being repetitive because our conscious mind, we can re- keep repeating these every time the voice reminds us how great it was. We remind it that's bullshit. And we remind it. I, I have all these different thoughts that I use to remind my subconscious um, like I'll flash my thoughts of me sitting in that chair, being angry. I'll flash uh, my thoughts of my mind of me uh, on my way to work, halfway dead or dying, feeling like I'm dying. I don't just have like one little or a couple. I have a whole plethora of, of weapons in my mind that every time that attic voice reminds me how great it was, I call bullshit. And remind it, turn it around, and and I remind it that how bad it was because there was nothing good about it. There was alcohol tastes like shit. I, I hate. I have the same thing about my, and I I still walk that part of the lake, and I go past that same place that I suddenly realize, and that's the spot that tells me that all this grayness was. That's where um, I think of all that gray color and me in the bottom of this blooming deep well of pain, hurt, sadness, grayness. And that's the pick, the, the bottom of the well tucked in tight, not even able to open my arms is where um, that's the picture I use. That's my turnaround is that picture, that visual. And, and that's, that's good enough. And I know that it Elaine is. has talked about her last <laughs> Drinking when she was curled up on a bath mat, crying her eyes out. We all have our moments, a moment, moment or moments that we can use. We, we cannot let that addict voice seduce us. We cannot allow these thoughts to grow even a little bit. We cannot let them sprout because if you entertain it a little bit, because I'll, you see it a lot, all of a sudden, you, you you see people getting down the road a little bit and that little friggin' sneaky bastard, little demon bastard voice is back in their head, suggesting moderation again. Not here they, in my dictionary <laughs> here, here we've been through all this bullshit where we've been on death's door, our soul destroyed, no integrity, no nothing here. We have our families back. We're smiling. We're living life. Our health is coming back. Our blood pressure is regulated again. And we've forgotten where we just came from. And that little son of a bitch is back there and he's trying to romanticize the shit that was never romantic. There's nothing, there's nothing better on alcohol. I don't care. You don't talk better. You don't communicate better. You don't have sex better. There's nothing that you do on alcohol. It's all a friggin' lie. So let's, let's talk about this, Polly. It's really not that difficult once you're creating this new pathway to maintain it, because like any road or path, you have to maintain it. Otherwise it's going to get overgrown with weeds. Okay. So it's so simple to really maintain this new pathway. And one of the things that I do is I acknowledge uh, that every day that I'm waking up, I'm acknowledging how great life is sober. Check this out. I was Jamie and I and the grandkids. We went to Best Buy yesterday to get a computer. 
we had an absolute blast. My grandson, he's four years old. He doesn't read, but he, when we came out, he had a receipt and out of nowhere, he, he said he's pretending he can read the receipt and saying, my grandmother loves me. He's right. I mean, how cute is that? <laughs> I would, I took that moment and I made it a memory and I, and I acknowledged it. And this is how we maintain this new pathway. Like what we're doing right now. We're, we're, I'm having a blast with you, Polly. I always do have a blast with you. We've been having a blast for 10, over 10 months. <laughs> but we just keep acknowledging how good life is that now that we're sober, how much life has changed. So it's not really taking a lot of work. This is automatically putting a cloak over that old, that attic voice that used to, it used to pull this shit on me. It used to remind me of how drinking it, how great it was and shit like this. So now I got that addict voice locked up in a little frigging cage and I'm torturing the hell out of that addict voice because every day I'm reminding that addict voice how great I have it now without him. Alcohol makes me sad. Alcohol is a downer. Those two expressions, because it made us sad. It brought us down. Those two expressions alone sum up alcohol okay there's another part of maintaining this new pathway that it, it just seems like it's coming automatic for a lot of us and that's all of a sudden you want to give back oh okay? my gosh yes and here's the thing we've been <clears throat> in the trenches like with t and uh, and all the other people that we've lived in those trenches for years we may not have reset every single friggin' day in IAS, like T, 70 resets in 70 days. And that's just counting those 70 days. Not That's not counting the other 10 months and two years that she tried to get off the shit. I can't tell you how many times I would get up in the morning and say, that's it. I'm not drinking today. That's it. This is my day one. Okay. Those are your trenches. And you lived in those trenches. You're out of the trenches. You're out of the black hole. And there's just something that happens where all of a sudden you want to give back. And you want to you want to take a light and you want to shine it into that black hole and you want to reach down and help pull people out. And that's what that's part. And it just comes natural. But that's part of maintaining this path, too, which gets me to the point where everybody's always I've always and I've even I'm guilty of saying it. I don't want to be like that guy that's stuck in that same chair in that ADA meeting for 26 years. I don't want to be that Mm -hmm. guy. But check it out, Polly. We everybody's missed it. That guy, his life is complete. He's not there because he's got to be there, Polly. He's there because he if if he only helps one person, that's all he needs. He's back there giving back. He's restoring his soul, and he's exactly where he needs to be. And he's maintaining his highway. He's maintaining his highway. He's maintaining he's, his he's, highway. He's performing maintenance. Shall we pause there for a second? Sure. And we'll come back and we'll discuss some of the other <clears throat> bits and pieces we were going to talk about the joy after. Hello, everybody. Polly and Drifter here, about to wrap up this uh, podcast that we've been doing. And what we're going to do is go back over a few things. We have some bullet points and we're going to go over a few things that you can uh, listen and make notes of. So go ahead, Drifter. One of the first things I want to bring up is that we have created these new pathways in our brain by drinking. 
Okay. Yeah. And they're, and they're there. This drinking created these patterns. We can't fully ever remove these uh, pathways, Polly. We built them. We don't have the keys to them. They're in our subconscious. Our subconscious is at odds with our conscious minds. Our conscious mind wants to quit because we're, we see this destructive mode and our subconscious mind wants to keep driving that runaway truck. That pathway in our mind, it's very, very, very powerful. And it's going to take focus, grit. It's going to take determination. But we, you can start building this new pathway this pathway and it's going to take a lot of practice. And at first, Polly, it's going to be really difficult. It was frustrating. The process can be annoying. We may have to do it multiple times a day. We may have to do it multiple weeks. And, but it's just like learning any, anything, any new skill that you're going to learn the guitar, the piano, playing ping pong. Have you ever tried to play ping pong, Polly? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> no, I'm hopeless at it. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't. I know what long. you mean. I know it what you mean. It doesn't take long before those those motor skills. And that's all you're doing is training the pathway. The same with, with the guitar or the piano. It, when you first get started, there's nobody in the house that wants to hear you play. You're like, take it outside. <laughs> it sounds like shit. My granddaughter's learning the violin. Oh, that's the scritchy <laughs> one. Yes. I, I think okay. they do that in school just to mess with the parents. Yeah. Anyway, back to our, back on track. <laughs> so we're building new, these new pathways. It's really hard. It's frustrating at times. And during this whole process, Polly, too, that old pathway, it, it's not just going to surrender. It's not just going to be laying over there as another pathway. It's going to be fighting back. And, and you're, that's where the act comes in, using the act to where you're going to be countering it. And every time it reminds you how good it was, you remind your brain that pathway, how bad it was. So we put a lot of energy into building this new path wait Polly and now it's it's more dominant we're going to find out that um it's starting to become automatic it's it's becoming like a reaction like <clears throat> when we play the guitar at first we had to think about every chord every strum and then once we learn how to play the guitar we're not even thinking about it we're just playing it and that's what's happened with me doing this with act at first it took a lot of work 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 and then pretty soon, Polly, I was sitting there one day, these thoughts are coming and that new pathway that I built, I'm not even thinking about it. It's just batting those thoughts away. Okay. It was, it's on automatic. It was, it's, and there are days now when I may get hit and I have to go back to, to the basics and think it through, but that's not very often anymore. It's but, becoming an automatic process. It is just like Brushing your teeth or brushing your teeth. Yeah. The piano. Anything yep. you do. Is there, do you have any skills that you do really good, Polly? No. I'm <laughs> jack of all trades, master of nothing, as we say. I think I empath. That's, that's, that's one of my skills, being an empath and helping to bring people together. I suppose that's one of my skills. But it's something you learn as you go, as you go through life. And um, like you say, the more you practice talking to people, 
listening to people, the better you get at it, which is what I like to do. You, you like to build website, build these things to give back. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, the more you learn. So it's like any skill, like you say, a doctor didn't become a doctor overnight. No, uh, the, the surgeon that did Jamie's brain surgeries last August, he mm-hmm. he he sews, uh, he cuts the arteries with the with a big computer machine, and sews. Yep. Now he didn't just do that and and acquire these motor skills. It, it takes practice. I mean, he's cutting an artery open in the brain, sewing it back together using this big, huge machine. But he's built his mind has built those skills and has done it. And it's the same thing with this addiction. Our mind, the science is there. Our minds are plastic. We got billions of neutrons that are firing. We can build new pathways. Okay. Yeah. And like we say, it new technology is coming on all the time. And we go back to the surgeon. He has to constantly learn. He has to constantly be vigilant. It's no different for us. We have to constantly be vigilant. Yeah, but back on track. Go ahead. So um, when when we start learning this, uh, Polly, when we decide to get sober, we're stepping into the arena to take our lives back. And this is I kind of look I think of this as like a matrix because, look, everybody has their own arena and it's in their own mind. I can't come into your arena and, and help you fight in the arena and you can't come and help me fight in the arena. But while we're, when we communicate and we engage, we're sharing ideas and sharing what works and what doesn't work. And we're building tools between us. Not all of my tools will work for you. Not all of your tools work for me. And so we can pick and choose. And that's like, even this act uh, I've read a lot of people haven't been able to do it. Hopefully, some people will really get interested and they'll try to apply themselves and see if it can work because you don't know if you don't try Polly. But we are in the arena. When you're in the arena, Polly, you have an enemy that wants to kill you. It's coming at you. You can't sit in this, in the arena. You can't sit in this shit. You're going to have to get up. And you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to pick up your shield. You're going to have to pick up your sword and you're going to fight back. And your shield and shield and the sword is the tools that we've been learning to fight back with. So we're going to be our, our, our shield and sword is using the act, becoming aware, clarifying it, turning it around. And that's how we're, that's our shield. We're fighting, we're swinging, we're taking the hits. Their arena is a tough place to be. Because basically you're alone in your own matrix. Some, like I said, some will get what I'm saying. Uh, Sam, some will say I'm full of shit, Polly. I do know this. There are others using this technique in the anti-gray circles and it's working for them. So it's not just working for me. And then there's, there's science behind it. But we're not here to debate if it's the 12 step, steps, if it's smart recovery we don't really care, Polly. We just, mm-hmm. um, and for us, this is a, for me, this is a technique that I've been using and I've paid a lot of attention to that's worked for me. I, I'm just not down to sit and debate with somebody that works for them. If something works for you, use it. You yes. Know? With this one, if you want to try it, fine. If you don't, 
the basic thing that I think is we come together under one umbrella with everybody with these other ideas. Nobody's an idiot because they have a different idea. My suggestion is reach out and see what works from each other and then try to put it together and find whatever works for you out of that mold and use it. Okay. So Polly, you know, I just want to also say, Rook, I want to bring something up about this sitting in it. Now, look, there's a, there's a lot of books out there. They that talk about sitting in it and there's some really good books. And a lot of these people have, they're educated in how to sit in it. But when we have somebody at day zero, and this is my opinion, when we have somebody at day zero that has never been trained in any techniques of meditation or how to sit in it, or has never even read a book, they don't even understand what sit with it, sit in it. They don't even understand what that means. And it's just really dangerous in my beliefs to tell people to just sit in it or sit with it. These people need a tool to get out of it. And that's what we're doing today. We're, we brought people this tool called ACT. So don't sit in it. Act. Yes. Polly, real quick, I just want to talk about this, this website that, uh, that Elaine built and that Todd's the content editor on. Okay. This is for everybody. Eventually, we're going to have something for the 12 steps, something for, for smart recovery, I guess. However, somebody, whatever you need to find for recovery, if you can come in and find a tool here and a tool there, this is for everybody. But we're doing this because we care. We're doing this because we've been in those trenches. We've lived in those trenches ourselves. Yes. And we know what it's like to be down in that trench with no hope. We can shine a light into those trenches, into that black hole. We, we know what's on the other side. And it's just getting people on the other side. First, getting them off alcohol. This is my opinion. You get off alcohol, then you start working on all the other shit because there's other shit on the other side. There's just no getting around it. Yes. When you first come into day zero, day one, the first week of sobriety is tough. We have that one pathway, the addict voice screaming in our head. It wants a drink and it's controlling all of our functions, our anxieties, our fears, our beliefs, everything. And that's there and it's real. And so we're trying to build with that for these guys at that point in their lives. So they're not sitting at it. They have a tool to act to where they can think their way out of it instead of mm -hmm. getting beat to hell and killed. And I, I really hope somebody gets something out of it, even just a little part of it, just to get them out of those initial cravings that will bombard them. Cause if, if you think, if you you're, start thinking this through, it just quells that voice. So it's not so intense. Okay. So, and yeah. And I think we'll finish with your line there that says, those who have ears, let them hear. Those who don't, good luck with whatever you use. But hopefully we'll have some who'll get it. And hopefully we will have some who'll get it. If it's just one person, then we've succeeded. So let's thank all have a good day. And thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. You and I always have good fun when we chat. And remember, so, don't yes. sit in it. Act. Don't sit in it. And what is it you say? Pour the poison down the sink. Pour the poison down the sink and come and climb aboard the sober train because the ride into sobriety is beautiful. Have a wonderful day, everybody.